0: the dallas mavericks lose in philly on the front end of a back-to-back they lose to the sixers joe Embiid, james harden big nights for them and more importantly did we see the kryptonite for the mavs offense come playoff time coming up next on today's locked on map and this is locked on Mavericks. <laughs> I don't believe you shouldn't be here Oh, welcome to locked on mavs This one of your co-hosts isaac harris contributor mavs.com riding solo today it's nick has some family in town so riding solo have my notes on the game right here have my glass of milk shout out to uh people who drink milk on their own no peaches today guys no peaches sorry to disappoint um ate some peaches earlier, but not right now in the pod. Uh, Today, obviously going to talk about the Philly game that just happened. I'm probably going to break it down into three separate parts. We're going to do Clint Eastwood, old school movie style here. Uh, Good, the bad, and the ugly from this game. Because I do think there were some positives from this game that we can pull out. Um, things from I do think uh, <laughs> think I do know that there were some uh, some bad things in this game and definitely uh, some ugly things from this game from a Mavs angle uh, but first right off the top I know Nick mentioned it yesterday we had another you know chapter in the story today some more things uh, were released um, we're following the Mavs Donnie Nelson story uh, just like all of you guys are, we're seeing it unfold in real time. We're getting the notifications on our phone, and the tweets, and emails, and tech, like everything. We're we're experiencing this just like you guys, and uh, yeah, we're just. I think we're just waiting for more more information to come out as these days progress, and uh, more info um, happens and is illuminated. And, and I think we'll probably take a few more moments uh, next week together to uh, address some of the few thoughts on it as we maybe have more information at that time so that's that now let's talk about the game so they beat brooklyn on wednesday night we obviously have the boston game uh, you know that happened on sunday rewinding through the week and we knew the stretch of games we we're looking at it, i mean i was saying on last weekend i'm saying what's this stretch of games gonna like say about this team like how are we going to is this stretch of games Little Nick reference here. Is it going to define the season? No, not define the season, but is it going to show show us what the ceiling of, like what the ceiling is for this Mavs team? Because in my mind, I'm like, man, if they go into Boston, they beat Boston. Then they beat Kevin Durant and you know, in, in the Nets on Wednesday night, even though they were missing Kyrie and Seth and those guys. And then what they went to the Philly. Like if they won all three of these games, what are we thinking about the ceiling for this team? Are we like, hey, conference finals, finals? Or what if they lost all three? And then we're like, oh, all right. Well, I guess they're not as good as we thought. Or can they beat some of the best teams in the league? And they come out of this stretch, this three-game stretch. We'll see obviously what they do against Charlotte. And they go two and one over these, you know, these three games. Big time buckets by Denwitty. They obviously lose this game in Philly. And I think I walk away from it thinking, I think they're a little bit better than even what I thought they were were. Even like this small ball, this embracing of the small ball, um, their defensive schemes. We'll talk a little bit about that in a little bit in regards to Embiid defending him. But I, I'm i pretty like hopeful and excited about this team on the basketball court coming out of this week after what just happened. And even like, let's just get into it. Let's do it. The good of this game. So the good of this game, I thought, and then we'll obviously focus on the bad and the ugly of this game from a Mavs angle. But I thought the good in this game was it wasn't Joel Embiid going supernova against this Mavs team. That really was the reason they beat the Mavs, right? Like I think the moment that, Hey, they traded KP, not that KP was like an Embiid stopper or anything. But the moment that they committed to going to the small ball, we've been talking about on the spot how Drummond gets 10 rebounds in the first quarter, and there's a portion of the fan base that's freaking out. It's like, ah, this is why we have to have a big to be good and like all this stuff. And it's like, well, okay, let's just slow down a little bit. So it's kind of like we've been saying, hey, the Mavs are just writing it off that when they face a a really good big out there, when they face an MB, they face a Jokic, whoever it is, that they're just going to get torched by them. They're going to get out-rebounded by them and it's like part of it but they're just betting on their offense that hey we're just going to outscore them and we'll we'll counter that right and it wasn't a supernova Joel Embiid it, you know experienced tonight like yeah he had 32 points i get it some of your centers are like hey he had 30 over 30 points i get that but he only had eight rebounds when you look at the matchup as a whole between the two teams points in the points in the paint dallas 38 phoenix 36 you look at the rebounding matchup tonight Dallas, 40 rebounds, total rebounds. Philly, 38. They won both the rebounding matchup and the points in the paint matchup tonight. So not that that's like the indicator that tells all, but what it does show me is, all right, well, it's not the end of the world. Like if if we don't have a a big body out there going against arguably the best center in the league. It's him or Jokic, however you want to say that. And it's like, all right, like Embiid had eight rebounds tonight where the biggest guy on the floor for Dallas was Dwight Powell. So I think that's one of the positives on this was Dallas really held their own in the paint. They held their own rebounding tonight and it's like, all right, I know Knights, they're going to lose that, that matchup in the paint. They're going to lose the rebounding battle, but it's at least a little positive knowing, all right, I was really anxious to see them go against this Embiid matchup and say, all right, are, are they going to like prove me wrong? in the sense of like Embiid goes out and puts up like 40 and 18 and he's clearly, they have no answer, and it's, I mean, he gets, he, him and Harden complaining about fouls being called on their teammates is the biggest, yeah, it, funniest thing, I, I just chuckle whenever I see them complain, because they get fouls all day, every day, but they're so dang good, their duo is really good, and uh, so anyway, I thought that was a positive that I was watching, I'm like, all right, this isn't as bad as I thought it would be going against one of the best, if not the best, big in the in the game. So, another positive from this, day, another good from this game. Jalen Brunson, seven quick points to start the game. I was like, man, this dude is uh, filling it in his you know hometown. He talked about it after the game. He played three years there. His dad was in you know I think his both of his parents were at the game tonight. But uh, he loves playing in Philly, and yeah, I mean, big big time game for him. There's not too many games that he outscores Luca uh, in a game. I don't know if that's a positive thing uh, because they lost, but Brunson 24 points tonight. He was 10 of 14 from the field, two of three from three Uh, had four assists in this game. Yeah. I mean, he led, led the Mavs in scoring. So I, I thought he played a really good game tonight. I thought he was really crafty, did his thing. Uh, Marquis Chris was back. I mean, what about the, uh, the offensive board, the quick second jump, put back dunk, loved, uh, kind of, I liked a few things what I saw from him. He was super aggressive, even late. He tried this alley oop dunk, like whoa, we don't see that very often from the Mavs, but it was just really good seeing him back. And shout out to Maxi, Maxi hitting two threes in this game. Like, this is exactly what he needed, right? Like I, I was just happy as soon as he hit the first three. I was like, thank God, thank God that Maxi hit a three, not just like for this team, but for him personally. I was really happy uh, for him. So let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, let's talk about what worried me, the bad, and what could be the kryptonite for this Mavs offense. But first, this pod is brought to you by Built Bar. Let's go. It's that time of the year that you need some Built Bars. It's it's better than... It's honestly better than a lot of the candy bars out there, like even the ones you would sell like in Little League when you go around like, hey, let me sell these candy bars and raise some money for like new catchers equipment or something. And but have you tried the puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out one of the best built bars, best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. Don't walk up to somebody and say, hey, can I sell you a puff? Wouldn't recommend that. But they're fluffy Built Bar puffs. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar. They're a treat and they've covered they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Low calorie, high protein, replace your candy bars with ease. They are better. Typical candy bar can be anywhere from 2 to 300 calories. We don't need those calories. Get out of here calories. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs. They have flavors for days. I love the uh I like the white chocolate cookies and cream, um mint brownie. You guys know the flavors we like. We talk about it all the time. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15, get 15% off your order. Promo code LOCK15 at built.com. Guys, March Madness is happening. My bracket is gone. But you know what could save me is if I go to petonline.net. It's that time of the year. March Madness is happening. From all the latest odds, contests, player props, betonline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your con- continued source for your sporting, wagering information needs, including live betting on your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Whew, those ads take a lot out of me. Let's talk about the bad. The zone. I didn't think the zone would would throw Dallas off like it did, but it did. And it, I'm not gonna lie, it scared me. Because, and here's the thing, but you know, it was clearly the story of the game from a Mavs angle. And you know it's the story of the game. Like I, I took multiple notes about this throughout the game. Whenever, bam, first question. I think it was from Kate, either Cato or, or Cali post game was about the zone to kid. First question, Jalen Brunson, you know, post game. Or second or third question was about the zone because everybody watching that game, you saw that Dallas struggled against the zone. And I literally wrote down, I was like, the Mavs should have attempted more threes, but the but the zone threw them off. So you look at the the amount of threes that Dallas attempted in this game. Let me pull up the box score again, get these ad reads off my screen uh, because we're done with ads for this pod. So there you go, you don't have to do the thirty second skip anymore. But that's how we pay, how we get paid. So don't complain about it. So uh, there you go. Um, so three pointers in this game, Dallas only attempted 32 threes in this game. Like when you go against a team that's playing zone, you need to be shooting like over 40 threes in a game. But it threw them, it threw them so off because they're so used to being such a team oriented, hey, we're gonna drive, kick, drive, kick, drive, kick that immediately Philly took away their driving. And it's like well crap I'm like what do we do because we like to drive and kick you know what, we, what else we like to do we like to pump fake on the three-point line pump fake drive kick pump fake drive kick well they were pump faking they were driving but then they couldn't drive very far because we were closing because of the zone and it was like all right you're playing hot potato too much and it just threw them all off Luca couldn't do the you know high pick and roll to get in the paint because then two players were there it just it threw them in a funk you know kids said it after the game Kid, direct quote from Kid, it broke our rhythm. He said, you have to be able to make shots, and we didn't. And it's like, I almost want to push it a step further. Yeah, you didn't make the shots, but I don't think you took enough shots. Like, I think it should be, and and that's literally what I wrote down, and Brunson said it after the game. He said they were passive and even said that we overpassed at times. And it's like, that's the exact type of note I made during the game. I was like, they're overpassing, like they're thinking about it too much because it's such a, it's a unique look, especially for a team that relies so much of that offensively. And then you combine that with the fact that, well, spoiler alert: We're getting to the ugly part. It's Luca's performance in this game. But when you combine that with the fact that Luca had the off night, then you're like, "All right, well, where's the offense coming?" I mean, Denwitty went into the fourth quarter average, you know, average had six points in that game, and it's like, "All right, well we we got to get we got to get Denwitty up to you know that twenty point mark. If Luca's not Luca's not going to score twenty, then you're going to have you need some big time performances by Brunson, Dinwiddie, whoever it is. But that was the thing. It just it threw them off so much. It when they brought DeAndre Jordan out there, I even tweeted during the game. I was like, man, how soon before Luca torches DeAndre? Because I was betting on Philly would not staying in the zone the whole time. But dang it, they kept on staying in the zone. Like they kept on staying there because it was working. And then it it didn't allow Luca to really get those mismatches. You know, if a lot of these teams out there are switching like Dallas is, they're switching and it's like, all right, cool, you're switching. And now you can get the mismatches you want. They really couldn't hunt their mismatches tonight. Dallas couldn't. So I, the zone scare, like what team out there is watching that game saying, all right, that's the answer. Because we've been saying this whole time, hey, when it comes to playoff time, when Reggie Bullock's out there, Dorian Finney-Smith's out there, Brunson's out there, whoever, like they're going to get open shots because when it comes down to the crunch time moments in the playoffs, it's going to be a high pick and roll and Dwight's going to be rolling And Luca's gonna have the ball and he's gonna make the decision. And it's either gonna be the floater, step back, it's gonna be the lob to Dwight, or they're gonna close in trap. He's gonna hit Dorian in the corner, he's gonna hit Reggie, he's gonna hit Jalen Brunson, somebody on the outside. It's like that's that's the recipe. Like, we know that that's what they're gonna do come playoffs, but they took away that tonight. And it's like, oh, okay. So what what's the answer gonna be? The the quick answer to a team that's gonna play you in a two-three zone. I used to, you know, like the the age-old thing is like all right we're just going to dare teams to shoot threes right they got to shoot the threes quicker it is a hey luca come down whoever it is they start to get trapped at those top two guys in the zone bam kick shoot it instead of the whole like passive pump fake try to drive but then you can't go anywhere and all of that so hopefully they learn from it i think they will the coaching staff i think has proved this year that they uh, have adapted and they've seen things. They've changed things, changed things in game, rotation stuff, and all of that. So I'll be curious to see what the answer is and see if we start seeing shots go up quicker whenever they play the zone next. What what team's going to play zone next? You know, next against them. I don't know. Is it Charlotte? Whoever scouting them, I'll be really curious to if Dallas is torching somebody. What team goes zone next? All right, let's talk about it. The ugly Lucas game. So. I mean, we, we don't get these games very much from Luca. I mean, even Brunson said, you know, said post game he's like, hey, um, you know, Luca, you know, he he gets some of these games like this is part of it uh, because he does so much for our team. Like we know that he's he's not going to be perfect every game, but he's going to bounce back. I think it was Bobby you know, Corrala said uh, on Twitter that there's only been three times a season that Lucas shot under 30 percent from the field. And two of those times he's came back the next game and scored 40 points in the game. So. Let's see what happens in Charlotte. I feel kind of feel bad for the Hornets getting uh, Luca coming off this performance. Uh, but Luca, Luca played 34, right at 35 minutes in this game, five of 20 from the field, 25% from the field, uh, two of 10 from three, 17 uh, points in this, just 17 points, 10 assists. I can't read anymore because it was just a bad Luca night. This is part of it. I think he was thrown off a little bit, the whole squad by the zone. I think he just didn't shoot the ball. Well, and um it was just one of those nights for luca and realistically with this mavs team when luca has a bad night then you're looking across the board saying all right if luca's not shooting the ball well he's not going to get to 20 points then you know you know who you need to be at 20 you need brunson and denwiddie be at 20 denwiddie only had 12 points tonight what does denwiddie do a lot of and for this mavs team he drives you know it's hard to do whenever you're a driver it's in the zone that's what philly did so Brunson obviously had 24 in this game. All five, you know, starters hit, and scored in double figures tonight. They just needed more. They needed more, you know, oomph in the offensive system tonight from Dinwiddie and the other guys. And they just couldn't do that. I mean, he Denwoodie was 0 four from three. Uh obviously Luca missed eight threes in this game. Um, the rest of the guys, Frank and Davis, Davis hit a three late. I'm like, ah, yeah, let's go, Davis. Um, anyway, what else? Guarding James Harden. Um, Denwitty can't guard Harden. I don't know if I, I love Denwitty. Love him. Let's rock the goatee for him. Uh, but uh yeah, it's just him guarding Harden just wasn't the answer. There were a few defensive things tonight, guarding Harden. I'm like, man, I, I honestly like I know they were hitting threes, but I would almost rather let's just try the zone back to them and just try to dare Harden. I mean, Harden had a ton of assists tonight. I know he had over 10. What do you have? He had 13 assists. Uh, tonight they shot 42 percent. they hit 16 threes in this game that's insane so scratch that maybe zone wasn't the right answer so i'm just i'm backtracking now at this point i think a lot of this tonight was yes the mavs offense but i think if you're a philly fan you're watching and saying dang man that was that was really cool seeing our our new duo kind of do their thing run their pick and roll dallas didn't have an answer for that Embiid harden pick and roll especially late uh they got some bullcrap you know foul calls. You can't breathe on Harden and Embiid at times, but it's. I, I'm I'm not blaming that. Like that's not the reason they lost this game. So, um, that's just part of it. So, uh, shout out to Frank get getting some minutes early in the game. I'm just looking at my overall uh, game notes at this point, but really the story of the game. I mean, <laughs> well, <laughs> at halftime I wrote down 24 personal fouls at halftime, 26 free throws between both teams. Uh, that's just the story of the game was the zone. To me, that's that's what it was. And it was like, hey, going forward, can Dallas, you know, what does Dallas do against the zone? Can they just shoot better? Is the answer just shooting better? Um, is it shooting more? Is it shooting quicker whenever you have that first initial, you know, initial shot? Is it not overpassing? It's like it's you know, if you're planning it's a switchy, then you can switchy defense, then you could do what they what they like to do, the switch, you know, move kick all that stuff that's what we're we've grown accustomed to liking the season that's who they are but in the zone can can they show that they can switch and adapt you know in the middle of the game to something that's different than what they've been used to so off night from luca there you go that's it um tomorrow night or tonight in charlotte let's see let's see if they bounce back let's see if luca bounces back and we be, will be back with a new lockdown mavs tomorrow night. Have a good weekend, and uh, yeah, I'll be back with you tomorrow night partying it up on Lockdown Mavs. So uh, we'll see you then. See you guys. Peace out.